Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. The Radical Up podcast is produced in partnership with AmericanFirearms.org. American Firearms' mission is to recommend what works. We believe everyone deserves access to unbiased, helpful information about firearms. And our buying guides, product reviews, and learning resources are designed to help real people find the stuff that will work best for them. Check us out at www.americanfirearms.org. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Red Club Podcast. This will be the first podcast actually for 2023. Um, and I'm joined by my buddy Chris Hutchison. So he is a three gunner, uh, active duty special operations dude as well. I mean, he does a lot on the back end with all sorts of shooting competitions that involve multiple guns. So Chris, thank you for joining me. <laughs> Thanks, that was a great introduction. Solid, yeah. I know. Perfect. I know nothing. That's, that's all that's required. No, nah, I know nothing about. He that. likes to shoot guns. That's all. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Not just one though. We have to have multiple guns. Um, yeah, one's one's lame. You very know. lame. Sorry, JJ Ricasa, but one is. Lame. I agree. You know, I saw him at Shot Show, and he had to do a cowboy action demo, which was more than one gun. Oh, I love JJ. I've, I've got a, a little, a little bit of out of time with JJ, but. Man, one gun, that's it. Come on. You know, you got to master more than one. I agree. And Beretta has some of the best shotguns out there. Oh, my know. gosh. I know. Right? Like, like you, you literally have every, like, you can, you can get it all. But Exactly. Very disappointing, JJ. I hope you never, he'll never listen to this, but you know. <laughs> we all love JJ. Most so humble guy out there, truly. He really is. I was shot show. I was I, shot. It was different. It like it was a little bit of an adventure yeah, it was an adventure for me. But uh, besides that, the show was weird because last year I went where it was like very intimate. Nobody was there. This year w- was sold out show, completely packed. I think they said 52,000 something people. Yeah. Holy cow. So it was like nine day difference because like the media was back and it was just chaos. Um, I don't know if you saw the range day, but it was 35 mile per hour winds in like 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. Weather. That was crazy. Yeah. That was the worst time I've ever had on Earth. Like, it was fun, but it was the worst time to try to film or talk or function. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I actually missed our three-gun uh, fall brawl weather over that weather. <laughs> <laughs> I'll t- hey, I'll tell you what. The, 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 the fall brawl weather was, was uh, it was, yeah, it was very mild compared to what that was. So for mild. sure. <laughs> Like, I mean, when your shotguns don't run because they're so cold, like, I don't yeah. know, still that Las Vegas wind. Oh, it was awful. It was terrible, so. <laughs> I'm still reeling over how the hell you got a stage win in 19-degree weather, first shooter on one of the days. And I'm like, he pulled that out of his ass, all three guns. Uh, luck and a red dot on a pistol. <laughs> I have one, too, but a stage win, bro? <laughs> It was, it was, uh, it was like, I just got to get this, this done. Well, after, especially after day one, where, um, having a shotgun not run at all, you know, I think there's the majority of the places that we shoot, you know, I, I've never gone and shot, um, anywhere in like Wisconsin, Minnesota, anywhere like that. Um, I'm from Idaho, but even, even Idaho, like the matches are normally 
don't go into the winter months uh, <laughs> like we do here in North Carolina. So, or North Carolina, South Carolina sort of stuff. So you don't ever think like, hey, like what type of oil are you using on your shotguns? Have you run it? You know, or gun in particular, right? And uh, especially shotguns. And it was like one of those where like my shotgun just wouldn't run. And, yep. and you know, you talk to guys like Matt Martini and stuff. They're like, well, what kind of lube are you running? You're like, oh, I'm running the lube soil, whatever. They're like, oh, bro, you got to do this. And you got to be like, oh, that's another lesson learned that I you know, that's another thing I can add up on my board of like lessons learned and matches is yep. what temperature will your oil run at? <laughs> yep. It's really, really frustrating to learn the hard way. You know, bless your heart. We'll talk about that whole match, actually, because I didn't think you were going to be with us on the third day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was ready to be done. Oh, that was bad. So for those listening, well, my, my gun didn't work either, my pistol. But but I was going to say, normally I have all of the gun issues. So you went through two shotgun? No? Well, you didn't have your shotgun run. You didn't have your rifle run. You were on your backup rifle. I went through two two rifles. Yeah, yep. one so shotgun, got my shotgun run, and two rifles. <laughs> and we weren't sure. Oh, I was scared of, to talk to you at that long range stage. So what, <laughs> what happened? So, like, for people listening that have never shot a three gun or they've never experienced this, like, can you share, like, what happened? What was going through your mind? And how you fix like all of those issues throughout the weekend? Um. So first, first issue was shotgun. Um, again, uh, you know, uh, um, the way that a shotgun runs is the the breech or the chamber. Of the shotgun doesn't normally heat up. Um, so like with a rifle or a pistol, like you get a couple shots off, it starts heating up. Regardless, of kind of any uh, lubricant you're running will heat up. My the shotgun didn't do that. So what ended up happening is my shotgun turned into a single shot shotgun on the most part because it wasn't cycling the rounds and it was so that was the first morning and I think it was twenty two to twenty something degrees. It was below zero and yeah, it was. You were right after me each stage, right? Yes, yeah. it was like twenty something degrees first thing in the morning. The majority of our stage was in the shade. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to shoot earlier, so I set my shotgun on the table, and an hour later I shot it. So essentially, my shotgun was below freezing and then cycle, which, which is I was an idiot. Um, learned that lesson. Rifle. What I found out was, um, so I shoot for Christensen Arms, and it phenomenal company, amazing rifles, um, but with their um, this one thing? of their new guns. Yeah, look at that thing. Just sitting in my rack. <laughs> That's the FFT right there. Yeah, look at that thing. It's sexy. There you go. <laughs> I love how they've... they've So with the, the new ones with the Christensen Arms, um, their carbon fiber... Uh, the, the, the big thing with them is their carbon fiber. Well, you know, they have a lot of excess when they make their handguards, their barrels and all stuff. So what they've done with their new ones, they've kind of recycled the carbon fiber, made it into butt stocks and all this. Stuff. So that's why that one looks like that. It's the... It's like a recycled carbon fiber, um, which is awesome. Yeah. So like you can see they've used all the carbon fiber to to lighten it, which is incredible. Um, With mine, what I, what I discovered was uh, that the tolerance between the handguard and the barrel was so small. Um, I had a, I had like a normal size M-lock rail mount on the bottom because when I zero, I'll put a bipod on. And of course, you know, I was zero with the bipod, make sure everything's good. Well, I had that M-lock on there and it was pushing against my barrel. So, you know, when I was zeroing and I was truing, I was only, I think I only turned out to like 
two biggest long range stage we had at Fall Brawl. Um, we had a section where we shot six six targets across the hillside. At one, and this is one of the positions, and four of them were over five hundred. I think they're yeah. between like five hundred and five seventy. And I was six ish feet off, <laughs> which was crazy. Um, and what it was was my inlock screws were putting pressure on my barrel Ooh. and it was throwing it off. And I learned a long time ago, uh, you know, shooting a lot with guys like Joe Farewell and Matt Martini, especially with rifles, like bringing a backup rifle. So yep. I switched out to my backup rifle. Um, and the rest of the weekend I had no issues. Yeah. Um, but that's what it was. It was, it was, uh, the M lock screws were pushing against the barrel and the harmonics were off and it was like, yeah, at 500, it was throwing rounds off like six feet. God. Yeah. Me, that yeah. was just me not pointing and aiming correctly. So, you know, <laughs> dude, I hit three on yeah, that stage. That was a... Oh, that was painful. <laughs> It was so painful. Y'all, I don't, like, so I remember posting, like, videos in the morning, like, rolling up to the range. It was, like, frost everywhere, ice everywhere, and people were like, y'all are insane. I was like, no, I love three gun, and I still do. But when they tacked on that little extra stage in the freezing cold with the wind at the very end of the day, I'm like, oh, kill me now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, oh, those mornings were... Brutal. Crisp. It, it was, like, uh, I can't remember what stage it was, but one of the stages they, like, wanted us to start. It was, the, it was that, the stage I, I went first. Yep, and they were like, "We're ready to go," and I was like, "No, I, I was the, me." The, I was like, "What are we doing?" We start at nine o'clock. I'm not shooting until nine o'clock. Like, I was like, "No, it is, it is too cold to do that." <laughs> and it wouldn't matter. It warmed up a half of a degree. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. It, yeah, it was freezing cold. Oh my yeah. god! So, I mean, you're super spoiled though because you have Zoo City Armory in your backyard, and you guys shoot a lot with those guys. Uh, that was my first time shooting one of their matches, and it will not be my last. Like, I'm we're shooting the Battle for the South, and I'm planning on doing Fall Brawl again. I mean, talk about how spoiled you are though with their targets, their stage plans, their match directing, their organization skills as men. Like, it's incredible. It's you know the the thing I like about the Zoo City guys. So the Zoo City guys. Um, you know, it's Jason Byerly, it's Chris Brower, um, Buddy Brown and, and, uh, John Sherber. Um, you, you know, that, that is, that's who run the Zoo City matches when the, the major matches, the local matches, it's, it's, you know, essentially Jason and, and Chris, and then, you know, how like Max and guys help. But mm -hmm. I think the thing with them is it's humility. Um, they're one, they're all shooters and they all just, want like all, all they want is just a good match they there there's no like um you know oh like look at us we're doing this new cool thing or whatever like all those guys want to do is put something on that like people are having fun with and at the end of the day they're you know high-fiving them and stuff and, and and what's really cool with those guys is um they the zoo city kind of was established as I was, I didn't start shooting at all competitively until 2017. But even that, I didn't really actually shoot like a true competitive season until about 2020. Okay. Um, I think 17 great year. You chose a great year to start. I know, yeah. great year. Well, what was nice about it is, again, the only people in the entire nation that were shooting matches was Zoo City. I yeah. remember Keith Garcia wrote me one time and was like, 
dude, I'm really jealous that you guys are shooting matches. Yeah. Because we were the only ones shooting matches in 2020. And uh, I, I didn't have anything to do. So I would go over to, I'd go to Zoo City and, and me and Jason and uh, um, some other guys would just practice like two or three times a week. Um, but like I started shooting 17, I think 17, 18, I shot four matches total. Terrible. I was just getting into it. 19, I shot a few. Uh, I think I shot like the, I, I shot like the Surefire or the Pro Am, the, the old Pro Am. Cool. Um, and then uh, 2020 was really kind of where I started shooting, but that was kind of the year that 19 was kind of the year that Zoo City transitioned into Zoo City um, and, and, went from there and we are we're really blessed to have those guys um they've continued to put on just you come to like one of our local matches and, and people were like man this is like going to a regional match um yep. the the caliber the caliber of the match the caliber of the shooter um geez if you were to come to just like last weekend <clears throat> i didn't shoot this last weekend but uh you know martini and a bunch of those guys are like you like look at like who shoots um, on a weekly basis out here, and, and you have like top ten shooters. RJ, uh, Matt Callish, yeah, my oh brother. yeah, RJ and Matt, JP, JP before JP yep. left. You know, you got you got guys like Bobby and and, and all that. Um, Tom McCaskill. I mean, come on, you know, and like yeah, um, yeah, we're really we're really blessed. But I think what makes Sioux City cool is they're just really humble guys. Yeah, like they're just dudes you just want to hang out with. You know, yep, <laughs> like, yep, and shoot the um, shit for sure. Because I mean, that's what they made it like a community. The shoot off was fun. I'd never done a shoot off. I will never do a shoot off again. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but oh, come on, you got it. You got to do another one, bro. Okay, it and, was like, so you, much fun for you, bro. For you in two years. <laughs> you, you had, come on, that no, was in fun. two years. If I can get my rifle like shit together and actually hit target, <laughs> and this is my own fault. I'm just not a rifle shooter. You know, then I think I would have a chance because there's. There's a few dudes that could probably beat me with a, a red dot pistol, but not many. Not many. Your your red dot pistol skills are like on point. Thanks. Thanks. That took a bit. And then like shotgun, I just fumbled the last one on each time. But no. Um shootouts were cool, but I was gonna say there was there wasn't drinking, but there was drinking. There's <laughs> there was like a lot of camaraderie um, you know, after the match, which was really important. So I think they did a great job. Um I wanna talk about their divisions too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know enough to know about the carry optics division outside of that. That was the first time I had seen carry optics as a division in three gun, which for people listening, it was just throwing a red dot in the pistol, which I feel like, I mean, I carry with a red dot. I think a lot of people do carry optics is the highest now attendance in USPSA for, you know, that pistol division. Yep. That is a fun freaking division. That is. So when did that come about? I mean, did they just start doing it randomly? Yeah. So Kind of the same time that Carry Optics came out in USPSA, today, um, Jason kind of saw a need in Greek Gun. Um, you know, the, the cool thing was out there in Asheboro where the Zoo City match started, you know, we have a lot of older gentlemen that come out and, you know, they lose their eyesight or whatever. And yep. Red Dot has um, really kind of made shooting fun for them again. Um, it's actually like Chris, uh, when, when Snappy... Snappy went from attack optics to open. Part of it was just him shooting, wanting to shoot red dot. Um, so Jason kind of saw the need when, when USPSA came out with the red dot on a pistol and put it in our matches, and it just never stopped. I mean, yeah. on the most part, you 
get about 60, 40% of the shooters. I would say 60% on a normal three gun weekend is tack optics mm-hmm. um, or practical. And then the other 40% are, are carry optics as far as in, in those, like those two divisions. And we, right. of course we sell open. Right. Um, but it is, what is really cool with carry optics is, um, so for people that have never shot a Zoo City Armory match or a Jason Barley is the match director, it is the most optional matches you'll ever shoot. Ever. And that's ever. what I love about it. I love that it's not like shoot pistol here, shoot rifle here, shoot shotgun, you're done. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kinda it's kinda what you want to do. And they're gonna have they're gonna have targets that you could literally shoot. Um, I think on our ver one our second to last stage is stage ten the bus stage. Mm-hmm. Um, they had three orange pieces still at fifty, and it was two pistol, one slug, one rifle. Or no, I'm sorry, no, it wasn't rifle. rifle. Yeah. It wasn't rifle. Yeah. Normally he has rifle, but it was like slug or pistol, and they were just enough where it was like, ooh, I don't know. Yep. Um, but Jason does that for a reason, and he does it because. You know, you get the guys like Tom McCaskill that you put a, a pistol and a red dot, uh, you know, on their, like in their hands and they're going to just dominate. <laughs> um, and, you know, you have other guys um, that, especially in the tack optics, that aren't really comfortable with pistols, so they're going to shoot shotgun. And that's that's what I love about it. It's like this was the first match I shot, uh, the first major I shot carry optics on. Yeah. And I... I I definitely like on the most part shot pistol uh, when I when I could. I wish I had done that a little bit more. So like I did avoid the shotgun as much as I could because reloading time takes forever. So yeah, the mini tiny targets down at the ground, or if I had open shotguns, they were just like oh, I'm gonna shotgun it and I pistoled yeah, it. Yeah. You yeah. and I both did the the bus stage with just rifle and pistol and skipped the shotgun yep. altogether. But again, hindsight, but it was still fun to shoot scatter. <laughs> my scatter gun and for sure in, in the shoot house was you did the triple <laughs> triple texas yeah, star with yeah. a pistol i yep. should have done that in hindsight it was you know that's what i love about his matches it's super optional yeah so it's like you know you put a red dot on a pistol it's, you know i i went from my tack optics pistols of an, an atlas hyperion <laughs> and I, I shot a glock 34 with the red dot i'll tell you what like i shot that glock 34 with the red dot probably Way better than I did with the Atlas Hyperion, which was, bad, which, was which was awesome. And you know, part of it for me is um, this year or last season, I I mainly shot I shot a few three gun matches. Mainly, I shot uh, the Rumble, the Griffin Group Rumbles, and the Proving Grounds, which you can shoot a red dot. And so for me, it made a lot of sense because I ran a red dot all season. Yeah, and when you're smoked and you're carrying a two hundred pound dummy. It makes a big difference when you want <laughs> a pistol and there's a red dot on there. So when you go to a three gun match and there's a red dot, it's like, ah, oh, this is easy, you know? Yes, yes. So I, I want to get proving grounds in a second, but okay, there's a lot of hype. Battle for the South is coming up over this heavy division, and I don't oh, understand yeah. why. So, okay, <laughs> first of all, um, I know there's like a couple of people in this this whole like three gun industry that like keeps heavy division around. I know people that. Oh my gosh, I have Hurley Ryder. He still does iron sights on his rifle and dials the rifle. Like, and he's so good at it. So talk about for people listening, like what is heavy division? What are the gun requirements? <laughs> and why are you guys all switching to heavy for this match? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So heavy division is it's a it's a three hundred eight or higher rifle, and then uh, some heavy for a long time was forty five. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeus City and some others do forty, so it's forty caliber or higher. Um, and what it notorious has been is you know a long time ago you talked to guys like Chris Weisman, who's a pump shotgun and all stuff. Yep. You know we kind of got away from that just because. One, it makes the match go significantly slower <laughs> when you have a division that slows it down. Yeah. So, you know, it's a 308, um, the capacity that you can to 308. You know, guys like Matt Kalish, you know, went out and spent $200 on a freaking 50 round, you know, mag pull, D mag, uh, that he loves to brag about, uh, that I, I won't purchase here in a little, you know, I don't want to purchase. Um, but then, uh, you know, either 40 caliber or 45. Um, now, it, what I will say is we, a, a big group of us decided to shoot heavy for this one, just because, um, you know, Matt Kalish has monopolized the industry and, uh, you know, that, that dude has, has won heavy on everything. You know, there's a, there's a group of us that just, we, we just want to challenge Matt. He's like the freaking best dude ever. He is. Um, the but nicest I think, you know, I think dude. part of it. Yeah, I was about to say, the nicest What's dude, the teddy bear, the nice dude, a total, oh like, God. furry teddy bear. And, I mean, I love Matt, but you look at him, and he's like, this dude can't just smoke everyone in every division that you could possibly shoot. Oh, yeah. Yes, he can. He's, he can. Matt, I remember when Matt when Matt started shooting. He came out of nowhere. Um, you know, the guy uh, started coming to the matches, and it was a guy, like, unex- unassuming, right? Yep. yep. Matt's, Matt's just a big, big freaking dude. strong dude. Um, actually. <laughs> The first time I'd shot with Matt a few times, kind of, we kind of were friends. The first time we actually ever shot together truly was Tactical Games mm-hmm. in Georgia in 2018, I think. Okay. And we had like the best time. Uh, and then we became like really good friends. But yeah, Matt's like super unassuming. But man, anytime, anytime like Matt shoots something, like Matt, Matt's going to win it or do really well. And yeah. Matt has kind of monopolized the heavy division, um, you know. I think I think one thing that's kind of cool with you know multi gun is uh, there are a lot of really cool divisions out there you know like limited and, and stuff like that and you know everybody wants to shoot the like one thing and part of it is a lot of people want to shoot a certain division based on the prize table yeah. um, you know and they go okay well if the majority of us shoot Tack optics, tack optics price table significantly bigger, and I have a better chance. And it, it, and that is true, but to me, it's like it's being it's challenging, you know, and it's challenging to like be able to shoot multiple disciplines. And, and so yep. with this, um, it, it actually kind of started. It was it was you know Matt shooting heavy, and uh, Patrick Beckham mm-hmm. wanted it was like oh, I'm gonna beat Matt, and so he starts talking crap on social media. And here comes JK and JK jumps on there and he's like, you know, I'm, well, I'm going to sign up. And then he starts talking about Patrick. Then lo and behold, now we have freaking Matt Martini shooting myself, uh, uh, Joe Farewell. I'm trying like, to convince uh, Scott to shoot heavy too. He's like, should I? I was like, hell yeah. Also, oh yeah. Oh the yeah. Memes. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the memes though from JK. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I truly, I still don't know the answer whether or not he likes Patrick or doesn't like Patrick. Oh no, he after, loves, we love Patrick. After reading the memes, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> but, we we love Patrick. 
Yeah. Our dream and community. JK, it's like, you know what? You want to talk crap? Like, and JK is taking it to a whole new level. Whole new level. And I think yeah. the fun of it is is just just shooting outside, you know, like I don't I had a I had a Glock 22 for a long time. I got rid of it because I was like, I'll never shoot this again. So I, I I'm borrowing uh a Glock 35 for this match. I have a AR10 that I'm I'm gonna run. Uh you know, I'm like buying bag pouches again that I, I haven't I don't have anything for 308 so it's like but I think it's just gonna be fun and, and they're gonna put us all in a squad and and Matt Kaler said it best he goes I just want us to be just loud and just just fast and just you know and so mm-hmm. uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun we we have gotten the Zoo City guys to change the rules a little bit yeah um, we're kind of mirroring tack optics uh, as far as the rule set. So it used to be back in the day, it was 10 rounds per bag. Yeah. That was based off everybody was shooting at 19. You're right. Uh, those days have kind of gone. So what we've asked is, you know, for a true, uh, you know, 100 and what is it? The 140, 140 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. 140 millimeter uh, mag and then like rifles, whatever. And then shotgun, just a regular two. R12, like a regular 12 round two. Yeah. Um, you know, because it would be different if, the Zoo City matches, um, you know, yeah, it's one on paper for for heavy. Oh, that's the other thing. So heavy, yeah. it's one on paper for right. They're expensive. That's like triple the cost. Expensive. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> but you know, this, Jason builds his matches with a ton of steel. Yeah. So no, we're I like know. looking at it. And we're like, okay, so it's one on paper. But man, if there's double the amount of steel, like it kind of, you know, you're reloading four times, and that's yep. a lot of reloads. So. We're going to go with the, the 140, uh, you know, millimeter. Uh, I feel like I need to be on this squad to document video. Oh, and... you need to be on this squad. Okay. Well, okay. squatting opens on the first, right? No, it's tomorrow? like tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow? Wednesday. Wednesday. There's Is it a Wednesday? first in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. Wednesday. Yes. Squatting. Okay, I yes. need to video all of the trash talking, take the photos of this heavy. It'll be an article I might write of like revival of the heavy division in the south. So like we even <laughs> are we have like a huge group chat right now and it literally says make heavy great again. Like <laughs> you know. Okay. So, you guys should make shirts or hats to match. Oh, we need hats. it's I think it's gonna be awesome yeah. and, and I think what's fun is I, nobody's taking it like super serious, you know. I mean like we got you look at who's shooting heavy right now, like you got some like big hitters and like guys are like, you know what, I'm going to shoot heavy. Um, just, I mean, the fact that we got Farewell doing it, Martini and Kalish and all those guys, and I'm, I'm hoping to get more, but it, I think it'll be just a, a hoot. I'm looking forward to this. this <laughs> it's going to be project. Awesome. Well, we got to get you in the squad though. So you got to document it. I know hundred <laughs> percent. I really am looking at the article in my head, like the heavies brought back by like, normally that's the boomer type thing, but no, we got to bring it back. <laughs> well, um, you know, like you look at, you go to like USPSA nationals and stuff and you look at like limited and like limited and heavy, you'll get like five, five shooters. people. Yeah. You know, and, and what, what bothers me with, uh, some, uh, an organization claiming a national title. Uh, yep. It's like you yep. can show up and, and shoot with five other people. But, oh, I took third place in that. So I'm game. really glad you brought that up. And people are not going to like me for saying that. But it's the same thing with division or category, not not being a dude and anything else. Right. Senior, law enforcement, female. And I okay. look at it and it's like, oh, national title champion. I look at it and you're like, OK, you're the GM. There's like four other to hit the requirements and they're all D class. 
and there's just somebody's wife or somebody signed up and I'm just like, yep. and then you look down, you're 500th out of 501 shooters or whatever it is, right? Being dramatic yep. here, but I'm like, I don't think I could ever advertise that sometimes for not even earning it or like just people can look, people that know, like you and I would look up practice score and be like, really? Yeah. Eh. I, I think we need to fix the female, uh, like we always do top lady, but what yeah. does that mean? Right. Like, like it's it just, it's just different. Right. Like I want to see, like, I, I would, I would prefer it. I really like how, um, fall brawl did it where they had like a, a old, like females had like their own prize table and they had like their own, like, I would like to see that take off and, and be tweaked a little bit, but like, yeah. I would like to see where it's like, you're, you're going against those people. Yeah. You know, like let, let's, let's see who the freaking best of the best are. And yeah. not be not be compared, you know. If you shoot like a a, a major match that has two hundred point shooters and you're right. number thirty five, and what I don't like either, and it's it's I've I've never liked. Um, you're gonna have like a top military or or whatever. Like you, you can't to me like picking it out of open, yeah, or whatever. It it, it just or doesn't overall. make sense or overall or overall yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Figure that um, out. Yeah, you know it's. Don't get me wrong. I love the AMU guys, Joel and Nate, and, and all those guys are good friends. But it's even like I look at like top military. I'm like, yeah, well, you are. You will get your whole job is to do that. Yeah, and you have other people that their jobs are different. Um, you should be like, like non-paid military to shoot. <laughs> like not like like operational or whatever. Yes. You know? Yeah. What happened to you at TSA too, John Browning? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's there. I think there's sometimes there's there's a little bit of a, a disconnect. Yeah. Um, and then you can you you know you could also I had I have seen especially with the females I've seen uh, somebody jump over to the open side shooting tack optics stuff just so they can win top mm -hmm. female. I think um, we're thinking of know. the same person, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and and to me, it's like I don't I don't know. It's just. It, it, it just it's got yep. I, I guess a little sketchy or whatever you know yep. I like I like to see it be like a real like fair sort of assessment but I do really like how the fall brawl did like a female table this year and, and Christy Hart hates one that did that she, she's sweetheart her butt off and yeah. she, I love her to death she's just the biggest sweetheart well uh, we have our in, ladies in, invasion uh, match coming up too for those listening like Christy make sure that happens every year in March in Atlanta, Georgia area. Um, so that's the best, the best. And all these females, they fly in, they drive in, they camp. It's like a three, four day thing. So I'm looking forward to that. I dragged, that's awesome. yeah, I dragged a friend down that's never shot three gun or up. She doesn't really know it. So she's shooting the one day with the one gun. She's also shooting the three gun on the next day, but she has no clue. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So Malin, this is your first three gun match. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, by the way, you're going to shoot a three-gun match. Yep, you'll learn Heck how Yeah, that's awesome. Double load on that day. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Uh, that's, that's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, that's what that match is all about, really. Um, okay, before I lose lose track of this, I want to go back to the Proving Grounds, because that's something that's sort of newish, or maybe it's newish for a lot of people that are finding out about it right now. So what is it? Where are these matches held? I mean, this is nothing. It's not like the tactical games, or like how are the rules explained? <laughs> Um, so it, on, uh, well, there's kind of two, so, um, there, 
the original really uh, is, is still done by John Sherbert. Um, it even, man, it's been a long time ago. They used to call it the Battle Rattle. Um, it was actually held out there where Sioux City is. Then John went to um, the TRC, the, the range complex, and, and ran the Battle Rattle for a long time. I actually never got to shoot a Battle Rattle. And then he went to Griffin Group and he renamed it to the Rumble. So um, essentially it's it's body armor, depending on what what division, depends on like the weight. It's either going to be uh, 12 pounds, yeah, 12 or 20 pound uh, kit. Um, and then it's kind of like run what you want to run. So you, you can run whatever you want as a pistol, whatever you want as a rifle. I mean, if you want to run like a bipod in a bag, the only stipulation with sure the way the rumble runs is you have to carry that thing for the, the whole stage. It's <laughs> so like if you want to run a bipod, cool, but the bipod has to be attached and you have to run the whole bag. It's not like open where you can just like put it down on a tripod. You mean you, um, you can start with a tripod and open, pointing at the targets when you go? I know, through. pointed with the bag what on the it. What the hell? There, what the hell? 300 yards downrange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do or, that. Or multi-gun nationals last year was called tripod nationals. Okay, but continue. No, that's true. Uh, the multi-gun nationals I shot in 2020 was that way. There was a stage where like they were all using like the same tripod, and it was like, there's Mike Sexton and all those guys, and they were just like, beep. You know, I'm like, okay, whatever, it's open. Uh, but no, like the way the rumble is, is if you want to run something more a bag or a bipod, you have to carry it. Um, you can change it per stage. Um, right. So there was, I, I've actually run a stage where like I've run a bipod or run a stage where I had like a bag on. Um, but it's, it's a uh, pretty, the way that sure runs is, is pretty heavy. Um, like you're going to do something fitness wise that is going to crush your soul. I think one stage last year, he had the elite guys. We were carrying a 150 pound sandbag to uh, one, two, three, four, five shooting positions. It was, um, or maybe it was, it was six shooting positions, three pistol, three rifle. But like you're carrying it, you're dropping it, then you're shooting like, you know, strong side, weak side pistol, reholstering, grabbing this thing, you know, moving it. It's like, I think the way he runs it's five minute timeout, stage timeouts. Yeah. And it is it is a smoke fest. Um now the proving grounds is very, very similar. Um uh, Sarah has kind of got the concept for those. It's it's really similar to the, the rumble where you know it's a two gun event, um you're running with body armor on and uh you know you're doing fitness um in between, but it's not like fitness where you're like running a stage and then you're running up to like a skier <laughs> in the middle of the stage or like a rower. Like you're like doing like things that are like, you know, carrying a 220 pound dummy, you know, whatever down and you're jumping in the back of a dump truck and shooting out of it. You're shooting out to like 500 yards and stuff. So what I like about it is it's like a, it's a good mix between, so, you know, you're shooting two guns and, and you know, you really are like you're testing your limits of pistol and you're testing your limits of rifle um, for both of them. Sure. We've actually gone up to 700 yards before uh, prune grounds. We've been about 500 uh, off and on, but uh, I mean, they're, they're like true um, three gun. So they're like three MOA targets. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, you have to, you have to kind of know your like all, all that stuff. And then you're doing, 
fitness or whatever. Like we did one at the, the last uh, event in Atlanta at, at arena. We did one event where we were shooting like a, it was like some pistol. And then it was like a lot of long range rifle from three different positions, but you had a time cap. And if you didn't get all those targets at a time cap, you gave like a really, really hard penalty. But as soon as you finished it, you had to go off on a 1.5 mile. Ew. Um, and you know, so it's, it, it's, there's a lot, lot of like, okay, so now I just did all that. Now I got to go off. And on. Um, but it has been, it's been so much fun. It has significantly helped my, my shooting is shooting between the rumble and the brewing grounds more than anything else ever could. Cause I've had to learn to like be pissed, like tired and like burn out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go shoot, you know, out to 500 yards on a three away target. Wow. Um, and it is like significantly helped by my three gun shooting, um, yeah. doing those events and, and stuff. And so when you're not, you don't have body armor on and you're not being smoked from carrying like whatever, it's easier. Um, yeah. you're just running a three gun. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, it really has helped, but there's so much fun. Ugh, they really fun. are. They're like they're black. How many? How many juniors and how many like women shoot these things? Oh, um, juniors. There hasn't been a lot of juniors. Uh, a significant amount of women. Uh, it's there's actually a lot of females that have come that have shot the tactical games before. Yeah. Um, and the the tactical games fitness wise is like significantly like more amped. I mean, it is definitely like a professional athlete level. That's why you got you get guys like Jacob Hebner and stuff doing it. Yeah. But you get a lot of these females that come over because a, a lot of people think that what we do in the proving grounds of the Rumble is actually what the tactical games is going to be. And they go shoot at tactical games and they go, oh, that's not what I thought. It was. Right. I, I didn't know it was going to be doing something back and forth, just moving a bunch of heavy stuff five times kneeling down behind a barricade and shooting not you know not saying there's people that love that sort of shooting but a lot of them um met a really really good amount of people that have come male and female that have come from shooting tactical games like oh this is what i thought tactical games the majority of them have been females um so we have a pretty good uh um i mean it's it's not like you're still very like male dominant. Yeah, it's the it's usual, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like we've had uh, we've had Jessica Hook and we've had Tony Cowden's wife come out and shoot the rumble. Like we've had a pretty good amount of people come out and shoot the rumbles and stuff like that. So are those red dot on pistols or irons only? I mean, you just run whatever. Whatever you want. Okay. Yep, you can okay. run whatever you want. Suppressors, lasers, multiple, multiple red dots. It, it's whatever you want, you know. What I think is interesting is like, um, uh, you know, I've, I've spent over 15 years in special operations uh, and, uh, you know, deployed 11 times. And I, I'll, I'll go and I'm like, as slick as can be. And I'll go shoot with some civilians that have pouches galore and all this stuff. And they're like, I'm like, what are you doing, man? And they're like, well, this is, this is my setup. I'm like, well, it's going to get in the way. Like, you're going to get your sling stuck. Or whatever. Well, yeah, this is what I would shoot. And I'm like, Bro, you're a you're a civilian, like you know, like you're like a dentist. you're a dentist. Like you don't need pouches on your back and a grenade pouch and all this stuff, you know. Oh my god! Um, and I've seen dudes get their they can't get their their rifle off because their sling stuck, and 
you know, they can't do this. Their pouches aren't working. And I'm literally just as like slick as can be with like right. two like rifle and, a, and two pistol. Um, and so it's, it is really interesting to see uh, people kind of come out to shoot these things and, and what they run. And, Cause you can, you can shoot whatever you want. Some guys shoot helmets. Uh, sure. One of the Sherb's categories is like you, you shoot with a helmet on because there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that bought ballistic helmets and they want right. to see how it runs with their helmet. And all. They don't want to put their like six grand night vision on there too and try that out. I, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, like, oh my gosh. Like, what wait, you don't want to shoot night vision? No, no, man. I don't. I don't. <laughs> that would get destroyed. I've done that. I'm, I'm, I'm totally good at not doing that, but they're just really fun because it's just, they uh they they really hold to kind of the multi gun standard um as far as like the way the targets are and all stuff but it's it it's just kind of a different yeah uh, entity you know it's it's a lot of fun so with all of these things that you shoot and all the different divisions and stuff and I know you dry fire a lot so we can talk about that too but um how do you train mentally um do you still think you have like room to work on things mentally and then how do you train like physically for all this stuff uh, well, um, so physically, uh, I, I think, um, I'm about to be 40 and I, one, I think my job has always kind of pushed me to just be somewhat physically fit. Yeah. You know, there's times in my life I wish I could have been fitter. Um, but I think part of it is I've always, I, I've never wanted to be the weakest link and I've always wanted to be able to like. Hey, if I had to pick up a dude that was 200 pounds and carry him somewhere I could. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been asked by people that like were military, um, you know, they're like, well, you know, could it be like, is it more endurance? Is it more like physical fitness? I think it's, it's definitely like a, there's a really good mix. I, I've known guys that were just beasts, muscles everywhere, but they can't, they on the core and I knew guys that were like huge runners and endurance athletes, and they couldn't pick up a hundred pound. <laughs> like you kind of have a, a thing with that. And, uh, a lot of it, like physical fitness wise, it's just I I've always just wanted to be able to like if I needed if I need to save somebody and I need I need to get somebody from like point A to point B, as long as that's all I can do, that that is okay with me. Yeah. And the other things come with it. Um, you know, I, I have seen that struggle, uh, especially with like the rumble, the way Sherb runs it. Uh, his stuff's really, really heavy. And I've seen some really outstanding elite shooters just get soul crushed. So uh, is that where so you're on, on heavy stuff like that? And I've done this. Uh, I used to way, way back in the day, like way back. I did like the Tough Mudders, the Spartan Race by oh, myself. Yeah, yeah. Like I signed yeah. up for the shit by myself, but like drive to Atlanta by myself. Like I was psycho. My dad's like, you're paying people to electrocute you. <laughs> like you're crawling through rubber. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. Um, <laughs> but it's like leading up to that for sure. I think there's like a week, especially with, with stuff where it's outdoors, it's hot and you've got a lot of extra gear and weight on you. Like, are you hydrating? Are you eating a little bit, a little bit better, maybe more protein caloric? Like, you know, what are you doing for that? It is, it is definitely like, um, I will say for the rumbles for sure. Um, I've shot three proving grounds this last year. They were, they were challenging. They were nothing like the rumbles. Mm. Um, Sherb's rumbles. I, I like truly like, I like plan out like a week ahead. I like, I'm like not drinking alcohol. I'm hydrating. You know, I'm at least getting four liters a day the morning before I'm like, 
I'm like trying to do like perfect nutrition. I have a really good buddy, uh, Eddie, who's just a just a, a beast of a human uh, that has kind of like helped me with like a good like nutrition plan, like you know, like oatmeal and like all the stuff. And then an hour before, like I'll bring. Uh, um, I love like um, uh, what's it called? Um, Accelerate or uh, let's see the one. Um, any of those are like really high carbohydrate. I'm like I like really really try over there because. There was, he had one last year where it was a Skedco drag. It was, it was far. I think the total thing was like 200 yards, Mm-mm. maybe, maybe a little bit less. Mm-mm. It was like 200 and something pounds. I hate Skedco dummies. It was, it was, it's the closest I've ever thought I was going to go to a kill in my life. <laughs> like I got done and it was like, I was like, I thought my legs were going to explode. It was that. And, uh. Those, those, like, I truly the hydration and the nutrition and all that stuff. Uh, but the recovery really as well. I mean, like, there is a recovery period too. Like, so many people, we did it poorly, but that wasn't too strenuous. We're like, we went to Waffle House. However, <laughs> yep. you know, I, I think there's value as well in what you do with your body afterwards. I mean, I'm learning this. This is something that I've been working on for like two years now. Because um, after a match, like, I'm hurting, but you need to recover with the right food, nutrition, and stuff as well. Yep. Especially, you know, in a, in most major matches, they're three days long. And I learned, so Joe Farewell has a really cool thing. He always says, he's like, you should be eating and drinking a little bit of something between every stage. Every stage, yeah. And he does a great, um, like, intro to three-gun class. It's like a two-day-long thing that I, I did one time. And uh, that was, he, he breaks down even that. And he's like, you know, in between stages, you have to make yourself, like, eat and drink. And, you know, it's just like any sport, but... Um, yeah. are there dudes hey, a Matt Kalish can go get freaking drink like a, a, smokes he can get lit up the night before yeah. and come out and dominate like, so I, annoying. Think, I think Matt like I think if the more hungover he is Matt Kalish is going to dominate him he's 100%. a freak but, yeah, there's he a lot count. Of, <laughs> there, but there's a lot of us that you're right like we, you have to like you have to pay attention to that stuff and, it, and it's it's I mean it's brain health too as far as yeah. like it may you may just be that like split millisecond faster um but you know that's that's where like the top guys uh you know jj's and all those dudes they are like specifically um, going out of their way um so shot show so we go uh jj gets in town on saturday so where do we go? I think we're going to have a nice healthy meal, maybe some sushi, maybe something, you know, a little bit nice, but no fried chicken chain in Vegas with fried chicken gravy that you're supposed to dip the fried chicken in, not your potatoes. Like what the hell? So I'm there at dinner. I'm like, really? It's like, a, I'm going to get a bucket to go too. And I was like, JJ, bro. Like, no, he is healthy. But that's a, this is a shot show. But you know, those, those like top level competitors, like they yeah. look at it, you know, cause the yeah. thing with the shooting sports is, you have everybody, right? You have like everybody. professionals, and then you have, have the like everyday dude that's like, ah, I'm going to shoot this Bushmaster, this $400 Bushmaster that I got. <laughs> and so you kind of get a, a mix, but you know, if you want to be competitive, like definitely the, the, the fitness and the nutrition and the hydration, like really, really coming. I mean, there's been times where, you know, on a three day match, I've been an idiot and got a little bit too drunk on one of the nights. And that next day, it's like, man, like, you know, you can tell something's wrong. You know, yeah. you're like, man, I'm not shooting my best. And 
and, and we stuff. do so it's, it's we do 30 like, to 45 miles just in walking and resetting oh and like that gosh. doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel like it in the moment but when you look at your garment after and you're like yeah that makes sense like three gun is a lot more i think endurance based you have those short yeah. bursts of stages but it is endurance and that's the long haul it is um it's it's a lot especially on a 10 stage yeah. you know three-day match and you're Walking back and forth and back and forth, yeah. And oh, three yeah. guns per stage, which I love, but it's like, oh, all three every time, figure it out. Like, just about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. And then you're, like, driving home from the match on, like, a Sunday night, and, like, I'm exhausted. Like, that's exactly why you're exhausted, yeah. Yeah. Or because now, we have a bunch of beers the That's true. Uh, the mental game of stuff, though, like, we've all failed. We've all failed our mental game, for sure. Um. I think it just, I mean, knowing our squad alone, I know guys that were like, oh, I don't care about this match. I'm here for fun. I haven't shot in a while. And then they cared, right? Or it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I just bombed a stage and I need a minute and I'm pissed and I don't want to talk to anybody. Or I don't think a lot of us carried stuff into the next stage, but it was still frustrating. Um, yeah. Do you yeah, train yeah. for that? Do you plan for that? Um, you know, another another thing. Uh, uh, so Joe... <laughs> Joe Farrell, Joe Farrell told me one time we shot the Area Six Championship a few years ago, and I had a really bad stage. And he walked up and he's like, "All right, man, you're five minutes starting." Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean?" It's like you have five minutes to be as pissed off as you want, angry as you want, bitch and moan and whatever. But he's like, five minutes, you gotta let it go." Like you know what, man? Like you're right. Like I am the guy. Um, you know, I, I go shoot with these really top level dudes and maybe it's just because i i didn't even I, my introduction to like shooting sports like way later in life but i have learned every lesson that you could possibly learn i've been dq'd in every yeah. way yeah. i i have been the idiot the first year i ever started shooting first time i ever like built my own gun i put a compensator on a, a muzzle brake on upside down <laughs> Bill Powell lo- loves to tell that story i didn't Who does? know who does? Bill Powell. Oh. <laughs> Bill Powell loves to tell that story. I didn't know. I had no idea. I, if I All I knew is I really liked shooting, and I really wasn't introduced to it. Like, I, you know, I grew up in Idaho. Like, you know, sure. You know, we had guns, but shooting sports was not, like, a thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I have learned every lesson that you could possibly learn. And I'm, I'm still learning. You know, it's like I'll, I'll something will happen. Uh, you know, Matt Martinez is a good friend of mine, and the dude's been shooting for a really long time. And I'll do something, and I'll ride him, and I'll be like, "Dude, man, this happened." And he'll be like, "Yeah, idiot! Like, like you didn't know better." And I'm like, "No, I, I never thought about that, right? Like, I never thought that if I leave my shotgun out in 20 degree weather, that it can cycle." Um, but I have definitely learned every lesson out there, and I, I still have probably. You know, this year I probably still have 50 more lessons. <laughs> um, and I, I think a lot of it is just like it, it's accept, it's accepting that's going to happen, but then too, like actually learning from it. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, because I know dudes that make the same mistakes over and over again, and you're like, come on, man. Like, you know, yep. Um, a lot of it's just, it's, it's, it's learning and like laughing about it and, and knowing that, like, okay, like, I, I I'll I'll suck this up, and you know I know I won't finish where I want to, but um, I I know that next time these things are going to help me be better. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You get guys out there that have never made a freaking. I've I've 
you know, guy, uh, freaking Joe Farewell, he, the first time he was ever DQ'd ever was Memorial 3 in 2020. He'd been shooting for 10 years and never been DQ'd for the match. Yep. You know, my first match ever, I got DQ'd. I, my first was, major three gun match, and it, Joe was there for it. Nine shots of shotgun, dumped it, went running. The empty unloaded pistol, but went flying out of the holster out of the ground. Yeah. Yep. I was there for five days, the so two days of RO shooting, then three days of the main match as an RO. So it was a long weekend. <laughs> yeah, been there. Uh, I, I I went down to Area Six uh, like 2018, and I was on there. my second stage, I. Went to load and I was loading slugs and I hit my shotgun wrong and it almost came out of my hand and I grabbed it with my thumb in the magwell and when I pulled up and went to load I shot a shot uh, slug off and that was it and I had drove like nine hours to Florida and I turned around drove back you know like oh. we've been there right uh, and so when you talk about like mental game I I think a lot of it is um, there there are a lot of people that take it a little bit too serious yeah and you're gonna make mistakes like we are we're running around with three firearms that are really hard to master yeah i mean people people spend their entire lives just to master one and we're trying to do three and we're trying to master three of them and then you're trying to remember that you know this is different than this and and, i was saying not just to say that is like uh our sport has a bajillion different targets, a bajillion different distances, a bajillion different cadences. I mean, <laughs> there's no uniformity to it at all. <laughs> no, no. I just thought no, about not that. at all. It's all it's all different. It's <laughs> like you have to remember that you're going to shoot up to this point. You're going to dump this, and then you're going to grab your shotgun, and you're going to load this. And, you know, so like there's so much in there. You know, if you take yourself too serious, no. You know, like sometimes, like Joe says, man, you got five minutes to be pissed off and whatever, then just let it go and move on and, yep. and accept it, you know? Yep. Um, <laughs> I forgot to tell you this or ask you this. Did you ask Matt about his uh, Batman experience at Shot Show? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I just saw him. I need to. Dude, <laughs> the you have awesome. to ask him about running into me at the cry party and not <laughs> recognizing me at all. Zero <laughs> percent to the point where I was like, Matt. And he looked at me. He's like, yeah, I'm Matt. I was like, OK, cool. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah but he's Batman. I he's Batman. Batman. But no, I was incognito, even though I had no mask on. Like, <laughs> it was the dress, I think, that he's like, uh, I yeah, you're throwing seen. everybody off. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're a female under all that? Who knew? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I need to, I need to get to Shot Show one of these years. It's all it always like sneaks up, and uh, it's like man, Shot Show's like it's the same time every year. I know. It was announced a year in advance, bro. Every <laughs> <laughs> year, year bro. Oh, yeah, it's, it looked it looked like a lot of fun this year, but for yep. sure, yeah, yeah, it's it's a yeah, it looks like a good time. I need to go to one of these. I need to. I'll ask him. I'll ask him about his that experience and then be like oh god um anyway switching gears do you want to talk about anything else competition wise because i do want to dive into some of like the concealed carry and then that kind of mentality and having a family plan but do you want to talk about anything else three um, i don't think so what matt you're gonna shoot battlefield south yep and then of course fall brawl again and then i just heard last night i don't know if it's true that donnie was gonna not do the shotgun matches ipsic shotgun 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I had heard that he didn't have a lot of people sign ups, but I, I don't know. So I wanted to do those two because I'm trying to qualify for surprise world shotgun shoot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what yeah. I want to do. Um, I do want to do a tactical games match, but I want to do a team match and have a teammate. And that should be my intro. That's my goal. Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. So let me know if you ever want to do that. Although you would have to pick up the rifle portion. <laughs> eh. I gotta learn. Hey, you pick up the pistol. I'll pick up the rifle. We'll be Done. Good. Done. Uh, <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. Then the ladies' invasion three gun match will be really fun. But I told you this. I'm gonna be very painful this year. I'm shooting like seven or eight PRS matches, and I'm shooting as an amateur in the gap grind at the end of the year. So I'm forcing myself though to learn rifle. Yeah, it will signify you're gonna it's gonna change your rifle shooting. I know. So 2024 might be the year of Kenzie doing well. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's what it takes sometimes, right? Yeah. Is like just challenging yourself in another way, another discipline. Like, yeah, because I have no clue. I don't know. What about you? What are you shooting? Um, man, it's this year I'm not like a big planner with some I like of course oh. I'm gonna I always shoot kind of the same um or I, I have for a while. Um, now there's no, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely shooting the Battle for the South, Paul Brawl. Um, still got to see, excuse me, about Pro-Am. Um, and I really haven't, like, looked. The, the the issue is is just position at work. It's, it's really hard for me to get away right now. Uh, we only have, like, five options of three-gun matches, too, right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, three gun is, um, it's been a while. I, I, the last time I shot out West was two years ago and I shot the high desert match out, Idaho, which is, which is a blast. And, you know, I shot with my uncle, Benny Cooley. And, what? And, uh, yeah, Benny's my uncle. Okay, what? <laughs> my mom's brother, yeah. What? <laughs> He's We're the one that, like, really, like, like, he, he, like, kind of sparked my. This explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so Ben is, uh, um, yeah, so Ben's my my mom's brother. Cool. So you know, I mean, Hi, we grew up in the same town. Oh, yeah, I love Ben. He's uh, he's done a three gun. You know, he's uh, had a conversation with him. He's pretty much done no more three gun for that guy. You know, that's sad. Distance matches. I, I saw like Andy Horner at, at Shot Show. Yeah. Like, we're yep. done. We're never hosting a match ever again. And I was like, hmm. Mm-mm. You've said that before. Never say never. Yeah. Still early. <laughs> it's uh, you know, guys like Ben. You know, Ben. Ben's had his ankle fused, and and you know, three guns a lot of like running and moving and, and stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, the way it's the way it's taken off, it's definitely more. more uh, I guess Young person. it is a more like fitness. I guess it's, it's a more physical match. I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of these matches are a lot. There's a lot more movement. Yeah. Um, which is hard for him. Uh, you know, the thing with three gun though, though is, um, people like companies are there. There's been a lot of matches that have earned companies. Um, yeah. there's a lot of sponsors that don't like to sponsor companies because they're not getting the, the return. Yep. Um, they're not getting any sort of, uh, publicity and stuff back for it. And it's, you know, and, and there's some, there's some bad taste in people's mouth with like multi gun. You know, and then um, it's been a while since I shot out west, but you know, a lot of these, a lot, even the ones out west, like that are supposed to be like major matches, like they're getting less than 100 people. Yeah. So, um, 
really kind of the, the bigger ones are the ones that are happening either down in Texas or, or out east with us. Right. And like guns kind of, uh, which, which is unfortunate. It's kind of fizzling out. I mean, I, I was not a three gun nation guy, right? Like I, I came in 2017, so I missed like all that. That was my first and only three gun national major was the one I DQ'd at. So I never shot oh, it. Oh, no, it was three gun, no was clue. Three gun nation. Yeah. National in 2019. Yeah, it was my first three gun match. And bloop. it's, uh, I, I do feel, um, well, you know, to me, for USPSA to, to claim nationals, like, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I, that's, there's a soapbox I'll stand on. I think that's garbage. I, USPSA does not take care of multi gunners, don't care about multi gunners. The worst match experience I've ever had was shooting multi gun nationals and Area 6. Um, I don't like to be anywhere around USPSA. I mean, even at Zoo City matches, um, USP like we have very relaxed USPSA standards, but you still get a lot of USPSA guys that are just douchebags. Um, and uh, you know they turn a lot of people away. And so to me, like when you have some of the USPSA nationals claim the national title, it's yeah. garbage to me. Um, I know Jason and those guys are kind of working on some stuff that uh, is never. It's not going to be like a, a still. It's not going to be uh, anybody's going to own anything. I think they're they're maybe potentially looking at like. You, you take like six major matches and the last match of the year, if you get enough points, you're mm-hmm. going to become like in that. I think there's some flavor with that because people, you know, I think everybody got a bad taste in their mouth from three nation. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's disappointing that we don't have a more a true like championship and everybody wants to claim championship. Right. Right. Yeah, we don't really have a rule set. We don't have one governing body, and we don't really know what's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We love shooting multi-guns. I know. It's so much fun. It I mean, I do like big boy rules, too. I understand. Like, I don't like going to matches where it's, like, this heightened fear of the guns, whether they're, like, not in the holster, or if they're not left back, or they're not flagged, or they're pointed in the wrong way, or they're five feet from a berm, blah. It's a lot. And so I don't think that helps with gun culture because we're instilling yeah. more fear. I've talked about that before on, on several podcasts where it's, like, it's so bad because how ROs are too. And I've been an RO. I'm a certified CRO. Like, not that that means anything, but I've seen these ROs that are like, make sure you point a PCC in here. Don't point it up while you're unloading or flagging or whatever it is. I'm like, it's not safe nor unsafe. And it's the same thing if you're uh-huh. doing a pistol. But I mean, that's why three gun, it's like, you know how to load a gun, keeping the, the chamber flag in. You'll be fine. Yep. Be fine. Just don't point at anybody when you'll be also fine. Just don't point it anywhere. I'll never forget it. Multi-gun nationals in 2020, where I had a, I had a loaded shotgun, and I had to ask an RO if I could change a choke. Yeah. And they had to stand there and watch me change a choke because my tube was loaded. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is ridiculous! Like, this is yeah. stupid! You're 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 treating us like children, yeah. and then you're expecting us to shoot like you know mature adults." Yeah, it's 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 disappointing a little bit, um, and I I kind of play it by ear. I have really really enjoyed shooting um like the rumble sure does night these amazing night matches the proving grounds like i I think i shot more of those this last year than multi-gun um but you know multi-gun is still like still my favorite by far yeah Yeah, it's Um, a lot of fun i think i just got to play by ear this year like what i want to shoot Okay, well, I'm ready to squat up and eat Waffle House. But, okay, shifting gears. Yeah, (laughs) Waffle House. That was a really fun time. Um, Okay, yeah, so 
for people listening, you could talk about maybe even military families from your perspective of like when you're on active duty and you're away, like how do you, you know, teach your wife, especially with a young kid in the house, like how to have a gun prepared or how to keep the gun out of the kid's hand, you know, daily carry, getting in that mindset. Um, all of those things are really important. So do you want to speak to a little bit of that? Yeah, um, I, I think I'm kind of lucky. Um, my kids go to, they've been going to this little teeny tiny private Christian school here in Southern Pines since we, I've lived here in, since 2013. Um, and they actually like, they're huge uh, 2A advocates. And they actually teach like gun safety in the school. And it's like the other day I, I had my Glock 34 sitting up here. My, my oldest who's 15 now, she's like, Dad, can I see your gun? And I was like, sure. So I, I, I knew it was unloaded, right? But yeah. Checked it, handed it to her. First thing she did, she checked the chamber. She got like the perfect grip, like came up and it was like, you know, dry firing with it. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, she doesn't shoot matches. My my middle, my son, shoot mat- he shoots matches. He loves it. Um, but, you know, as far as that, I think one is like just, just being open and like talking about, uh, you know, the firearms are here. We, we, you know, this is why we have them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helps being competitive shooter uh, because they see guns more than uh, you a know, lot like of a protection thing. Yeah. So the guns are guns are always out in my house. You go out in my garage right now. I think my my heavy stuff is sitting in your garage, like I'm like, like yours. Which like it literally looks like, like yours right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, guns here. everywhere. Right up um, there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's talking about it, and we can talk. You know, I have I have certain like guns in the house that are for protection, and mm-hmm. I've had conversations with my kids of like if some if I'm not here and something happens, like this is how you put in action and all that stuff, and and uh, you know, but it, I think you know, I think it's twofold. I think one is it's training them and exposing them, and then two, it's being open. You know that that they're here for. Um, like there's certain protection, but then there's, you know, when you're in the shooting community, like, of course, I'm always going to have guns out yeah. because I'm, I'm cleaning them or I'm fixing them or I'm doing this. And, and they don't really changing the trigger. Exactly. <laughs> Take, really bad. Pulling the bent gas, gas ring off in the middle of a match. Like, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's always, there's always something, yeah. I, you know, it's, um, but we'll also go, and again, back to the Zoo City guys, um, the Zoo City guys are like the biggest advocates for junior shooters I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they go out of their way to build batches or welcome junior shooters and give them freaking free ammo and guns or whatever they want to shoot. And they just, you know, we'll, my, my so my son is 11, or he just turned 11, and uh, he's been shooting for a few few years now. But like, you know, we'll, he always shoots... Uh, like PCC, now he's transitioned in like two guns. He should be PCC and a, a pistol. And like he'll like shoot, he'll get done, and like the whole squad's like cheering for him and you know giving him high fives and stuff. And that's that's what I think is really awesome, awesome is just encouraging. But to go back to what we were talking about, I think a lot of it's is is having just open discussions as a gun owner and a father. And, um, you know, same with so my wife. Like my wife didn't grow up with. Uh, real like firearms in the home you know they weren't that way but like when we when like we got together like i would take her to the range and teach her and she's very comfortable around guns not quite her thing like you know she's not gonna go compete but at the same time she's very comfortable around guns she yeah. has to you know, 
if she had to defend herself, she could, you know? Yep. Um, so that that's always, I think it's just. It's the normal normalization. I talk about this also with like prepping, like being not a prepper, but preparing medical gear or even like just body armor and think about defensive stuff because you're not going to always pull a gun like on things. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's funny when I look back of like, um, it was never like, oh my God, there's a gun in the house. I'm, I can't even remember the first time I probably saw a gun. I was probably not even old enough to remember. Right. But like dad had them everywhere. He still has them everywhere. Uh-huh. doesn't surprise me when I open a drawer and I'm like, Really? There's a guy. <laughs> really, Dad? <laughs> but, you know, it, it was interesting. I was home for the holidays. Um, and we have small nephews. They're three and, and seven now. And I just remember Dad and I are really good about, like, checking ourselves. We're like, hey, are the guns up? Are they locked up? Are they in the safe? Are they unloaded? Like, no ammo's nearby. Whatever it is. Just making sure that we have a plan, too, when families around. Still have our carry gun, but it's in use on us, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. that stuff is, is important. And we do our best, too, with, like, teaching. Like you said, if... if you can teach them, get them the safety rules. Like she's, she's already checking, rechecking the chamber. Like that's mm-hmm. so freaking cool to hear that when you're like, oh, I did that. I taught her that. She did it. Yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah. What a proud dad moment. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not a dad or a mom, but I get a proud moment. Like when Malin, bless her heart. I talk about it all the time, but we went to the range and I've like transformed her. Like she now has her permit because of me. I taught her that class. She carries a gun now. She has a knife. And we went out to the range and like there was a package I needed opening. She pulls out her own knife. This is baby stuff, y'all. <laughs> like cut the package and I say nothing, but she could see my face. I was like, I'm really excited that I taught you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Yeah, it is. You, know, you, you hear about um, you know, kids that accidentally shoot themselves or somebody else, and it's it's always they had no nobody even ever exposed them to firearms. So to them, a gun was like a, a toy or a gun was this yep. like this magical entity, you know, and it's like, you know, teaching them like, one, especially like you take a kid out and you have them fire a gun and they go, oh, like, this is not a toy. Mm-mm. You know, like there's there's a lot with this. And my my son, like, he's always like, so when, when can I buy my own gun? <laughs> like, well, you got to get a little bit older, buddy, but you know, like the fact that you're thinking of that now and, and you want to do that, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun to like watch them like shoot and, and whatever, like Absolutely. either go shoot a match or just have like play around and have fun, you know. Have you taken them hunting yet? No, not yet. Probably this next year. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There's, I mean, here it's too, it's like in North Carolina, you get six deer a year. So it's like, sit in a blind and just shoot them you know like, it's, it's not it's not like growing up in idaho where you had to walk in and freaking find them like here you just go sit and shoot them but yeah. i think next year we'll take it we'll take a buddy so that's, that's super stuff. cool see that's yeah. the stuff i want to watch more people hunt now oh really oh yeah like i i have an addic- addiction to it but like even fishing whatever it is i made malin fish as well she loved and hated that so she had a bait her own hook get the fish off the hook it's like these are the rules <laughs> so if, if someone went with me like okay you're gonna skin the deer now and they'd be like no i'm not like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> today is the day <laughs> that's awesome yeah it is it's fun to like take them you know that's kind of how i grew up uh was just that sort of uh just hunting and fishing and like yeah. all that stuff so it's, it is fun to like take them and, and do that stuff because 
you're experiencing and that's what it is you're experiencing their first time through your eyes and you haven't had that moment in years and forever so i think that for me mm-hmm. that's why i get so excited because i forget what that feels like yeah yeah for sure it's like well like my son wants to so bad when he's 18 he wants to go skydiving and you know i'm like oh yeah that's cool but then i, I forget like man like what that moment feels like for the first time and like yeah. be able to go like go skydiving with him you know, seven years from now, but I'm like, oh, that'd be, because we've gone to the wind tunnel and it's just so much fun to like go there with the wind tunnel with them. And like, yep. oh yeah, they're, we're experiencing like, I'm, I remember like, like, but I get to be a part of like their first experiences with that, you know, um, same with like the, the shooting and, and all that sort of stuff, which is pretty, pretty awesome. I love it. I love awesome. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I could talk to you forever and ever and ever. So <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that we didn't talk about or cover? Um, that you want to talk about, like, was there anything in the military, anything on the, um, maybe even, I don't know if you want to go, not politics necessarily, but like maybe the state of where we're at right now and the country and everything that's happening, what are some more maybe like initiatives or actions like we as gun owners can take collectively? Um, man, you know, like, man, that's a, that's a hard (laughs) one. Like, I think we... I think we're to a point where like we need to not give up any ground and you know, when it's like, you look at the pistol brace thing and it's like, well, fill out this form and you know make it legal. Like how about just don't do it? Yeah. Like, you know, I think we're, I think we're at a point now where like there, you're always going to have, okay. So I had a buddy that was in the Rangers with me a long time ago and uh, he got out. Uh, he did, I think he did like six years and got out. He's from New York. He moved back to New York and uh, he got a job at a steel foundry. And he, I think he's still working there this day. And uh, about once a month, the uh, sheriffs, the, the, it was like the sheriffs or maybe one of the federal agencies would pull, pull up in this big truck and they'd have guns galore in the back of this truck. And they would throw them in this, they would melt them down. Yeah. I mean, he, he would send me pictures of like guns that just you it'd break your heart to see them. Mm, yeah well a lot of them were so remember this is new york city or new new, new york state okay. a lot of them are either trust fund babies or they're um they were you know they were guns that were inherited or they were just people that were like eh, and they changed the law and they're like well, i don't want to break the law and i want to turn it and i mean i'm talking he would send me pictures of guns you're like oh my God. i would like, cry you were literally melting i mean <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of times. No, I think part of it is as gun owners is um, you know, if if we do what is right as far as like, you know, we're the ones that are going and we're getting our uh, you know, like sort of North Carolina, you get a concealed carry, you can purchase a, a gun, or you can go to the sheriff's office, you can get pistol permits to, to purchase cars. So like you do it right, right? You go through an FFL. They do everything. You get your stuff. If we're following like the rules, as far as like to me, that's not that's not ridiculous to ask some to ask an American citizen to like show proof of you know being a good human and a good American, and <laughs> um, that you're not a you're not a, a felon. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, so there's some people out there that are against it. Like, I'm fine with that. Like that that to me, is the same with like getting a driver's license or, yep. or even I don't know being a I mean, you can't join the military if you're a felon now. So, like, right. why, like, why would I be able to go buy guns? So, or voting. There's a lot. Or voting. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, things like that. You know, the president. Um, not funny. It's not somehow funny. seems that not funny. Doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. But you know, with with us, it's I think it's there. There's also a point where you have to kind of put your foot down and you have to say like, I'm doing this right, and I'm not going. Like there are some some things you know because I've been asked before. You know, like, well, are the feds going to come for this thing or whatever? Like we. We have like four times the amount of guns than we do like people in the United States, and then now you're now you're expecting like law enforcement, federal officers to like go like door to door and take their guns. Like it's not going to happen. It's not a it's not a thing, you know. So it's like just just stay your ground, but also at the same time, it's like do what's right. Yeah. Um, you know. Hey, I hate. I think the worst rule in the world is that I can't carry a gun on a military installation. Doesn't it, make sense. It doesn't make sense to me, but right and, now, you know, Pensacola NAS was is where my dad works, and so like yep. that shooting was pretty recent. Still, yep. I read it in a book recently. Um, I don't remember if that was the Osama bin Laden one or not. There was some book that I read though, and that and I was like, "There's my hometown." Yep. How does that make sense? It, you know, and it's it doesn't, and it, and to me, it's like like I can go anywhere. We we were on a military installation where. Um, we, you know, we're bringing firearms back and forth. We can do all this other stuff, but I can't, you know, I can't carry and protect myself. But at the same time, like I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, the rules right now are that you can't carry on a military installation. So I'm going to follow those rules. Yeah. Right. And, and because what ends up happening is like, you know, the guys that try to like not follow the rules and do what's wrong, then they get stopped. You know, they, they check at the gate. Oh, I know. You can't bring like, a knife you know, onto a base anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't tell you. There's, um, there's been multiple times where I, I've like got like started driving to work, and I like look down. I'm like, oh, turn around, a gun, yep. and I turn around. I have to go back. Yep. So I don't like the rules, but that's that's the rules, you know. And like, I, yep. I would much rather for things like that because that's that's not taking away my right. Sure. That's that's going on. You know, you, you talk about federal land and stuff. Right. Like, I'm gonna do what's what's right for for that that little thing but those other things of like you know that the, the new pistol brace stuff and say oh well if you have one you need to fill this form and turn it like right oh, pass. you know you you did what was right at the time being and, and stuff but i definitely think we're in a really we're in a really weird place uh where a lot of our freedoms are really being uh challenged and jeopardized well, and our First Amendment's being taken away from us as well. And I understand right. they're like private platforms, but like right now is very interesting for what I do for work. Um, a lot of our YouTubers are shut down, their content's shut down, they can't monetize it, and they're not even like selling firearms or anything like that. And we've been told even companies that make bags, if they hold ammo, like they're part of now the ammo manufacturing or firearms companies. Holy cow, really? No, it's really bad to the point too where like um there was a YouTuber, oh my gosh, that was educating. It was just all education. You can't show okay. how to assemble firearms anymore, disassemble firearms. So I'm talking about instructional videos that would potentially save a life or teach uh -huh. someone how to check a gun, take down a gun, clean a gun. Those videos are being removed left and right. So we're talking about education. And uh -huh. I understand, again, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, privately owned, but what the heck are we going to do? I mean, that's how I learned how to do a lot of the stuff that I don't know how to do. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I look, there's stuff all the time where I'm like, I, I just, I bought a, I bought a SIG 320 earlier this year because 
you know, the military uses it. It's a great pistol. I am, I am fluent in Glock. I am not fluent in Sig. So, like, I have to, like, look up things, you know? It's like, you take that away. You can look at, uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels is Donut Operator. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about, too. Yeah, and and it's like, you're you're, you have a man who was prior law enforcement, prior military, who's breaking down police videos, pretty non-biased a lot of times. Like, sometimes he jokes around, but it's pretty non-biased. And it's like, he can't get any money off it anymore. You know, so it's just like, it is, it's pretty disgusting, like, and this is our uh, livelihoods and our jobs too so like that's where right. our, i've been trying to relate to people that aren't gun owners and aren't gun friendly and that's fine but it's like think about if you couldn't do your career or your passion or your job which is a legal job legal completely legal like that's what blows my mind by the way did you see his new car truck with the mounted firearm no really because is that what i saw i actually maybe i saw something on instagram today something yes yeah. What are they called again when they're like vehicles with the mounted stuff on top? What are they called? There's a name like, for them. The what? There's a name for them, like the vehicles that are overseas that like you can mount. What is it called? Well, there's tons of be- uh, like. There's a like one Humvee? word. Say it again. Like a Humvee? No, but there's one word for what all of those are. Oh my god! Somebody's screaming well, at us right oh, now. Te- like a technical. Thank you. That's what you yeah, thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's technical. awesome. But it is, it's, it is really like uh, pretty, uh, it, well, really, you know, kind of about 2019 was really where it started. It just, it, I mean, uh, North American Rescue, um, North American Rescue Products, actually some of my good friends work for the company um, and all that stuff. Their main page, main Instagram, which has, Hundred thousand followers. They've been posting great stuff for years. Got suspended a couple weeks ago for something that is educational, and now they've had to start another one. You know, and it's like, what in the world is going on? Like, yep. Um, Ergo Grips lost theirs three days ago. Their whole entire Instagram. But I told them to go like submit a ticket, but they just got deleted. Twenty four hours, like gone. And they, they did ticket. Ergo Grips. So they just sell grips and accessories. I saw you post something like that that's yep. crazy now they're back but this is literally three days ago and i'm talking about this has continued to happen like you said since 2019 and and before but right now like in this month and time like i am very very nervous for a lot of people that are i don't care if you don't like influencers but like there are influential people that are legit people like you're talking about you know brand herrera donut operator yep. even even me i had a video taken down that i shared of this dude doing a knife thingy and i was like i would have hurt myself 10 ways to sunday and they're like okay that's violence I'm like, technically, that'd be self-harm, not violence. But I didn't actually hurt myself. I'm not threatening. And they, I asked them to review it, and they're like, nope, you're flagged. And now, if you start typing in a lot of our uh, competitive shooters' usernames in Instagram to tag them on a post, they're all shadow banned. Like, <laughs> all of them. I'm, I can't even remember some people's usernames, so I'm having to, like, back out and go find them because mm-hmm. they are being shadow banned. Unless you type That's, every single word, letter. It's crazy. Uh, you know, Joe Farewell... Uh, Every time he comes up here, he stays at the house and sit there and talk. He's been talking about shadow banning for years, and like he'll have like a video that will be exponentially like daily, like blown up, and then all of a sudden it's like nothing. Mm -hmm. And he kind of showed me that. I've actually switched my account just so I can kind of like see stuff. And I'm like, it is. It's like it's really crazy, like how that works. And then like followers and so you know, I'm not, I'm not Joe Farewell famous. 
but like I'll like look at it and he'll like show me stuff. Like, That's crazy, man. Like, yeah. you know, people and, like but, me just we can't grow our accounts anymore, period, because they're not going to be showed on the feed. They're not going to be showed in hashtags. By the way, I try to look for like a lot of people to to work with with hashtags. If you search rifle, pistol, shotgun, like basic stuff, nothing relative to those guns come up at all, period. Really? Like cars random Asian stuff, like snow. I mean, like nothing related because they won't show it, even though there's probably 5,000 posts in the last minute on those things. So I'm going to ramble too much, but like there is a real threat to communication, to education, to our First Amendment rights. I understand these are private companies, organizations, but this is people's livelihoods and jobs. And it's legal. It's mm-hmm. legal. I can't repeat that enough for people. So, yeah. You know, it's very, there's nothing, there's nothing about doing that that's illegal at all. Yeah. You know, especially if you're falling like, the constitution and you're following like lawful like yeah guns the right way and you know you're not out there showing some like crazy like like we're doing it right you know yeah. it is well, it's, porn stars can post and like child porn can post and like all this great stuff it's, like, oh yeah that's like normal now yeah crazy. It's crazy. like it, it is it's it the the accept what is accepted as like okay is like mind-blowing to me. no we won't go into you know, that as a, as a dad it's really scary it really yeah. is like it, it truly, you're like, oh my gosh, like, what yep. the hell, you know, like. And, and you walk a very delicate line on what you are not afraid, but you are afraid to say, because if you say one thing wrong, canceled, fired, removed. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, you know, and you're right, because now everything is done all. I mean, we don't know. So go back to Benny, right? So like, Benny was wave social media that was soldier of fortune days that was you know all those gun magazines like the you knew who like the top shooters were because you went you got the magazine and you read through it and it was like this thing and you know every month you got like you went got your magazine and you did that and that's where you learned a lot of those those old shooters back in the day because they didn't exist and then when they started broadcast uh broadcasting like uh through good nation and stuff you know that you kind of had it on, on tv but that that was how it was, right? And like those guys made their money off um, doing well, being featured in magazines and stuff. And now it's like now it's a dime a dozen. Everybody, you know, everybody's social media has, you know, blah blah blah, three gun, blah blah blah, shooter, blah blah blah. Everybody has a jersey, you know. Like yeah. it's like I stopped wearing a jersey a while ago because uh, Matt Matt Martini's like it's silly, man. Like, why are you, unless the unless the company's like paying for you to like wear this thing, like you have to get a new one like every six months anyways or every year. Like, why are you wearing like why are people wearing jerseys? And now you know, that you support any sort of organization or foundation, and you can get a you know a jersey with your name on it. Yeah, and you know, to me, it's like there's nothing against people being proud of what they do, but I would just much rather just like see people shoot and do well than like you know all that stuff so when it goes to like social media you know a lot of these people are making their money off social media and that's how they're known and that's how they're uh you know and then when you're when you're shadow banning it or you're i don't know you know hushing their ability to like publicize themselves and make money it's pretty ridiculous you know? oh yeah well top shot if, or if, air gunner like all these Top Shot was on TV. American Air Gunner is not on really TV. I mean, I, I get the outdoor channel. It's like semi-watch, sort of, not really. But, like, mm-hmm. we will never see guns on TV ever again. Ever. Nope, I agree. I agree. I actually, it popped up the other day. It was, a, it was like, one of those, like, Facebook moments from, like, a year ago. And I had posted, uh, 
it was like, how is, what was it? It was, uh, oh, it was like cornhole. It was like, it was like championship cornhole. And I was like, how is cornhole a national televised thing on ESPN and competitive shoes? You know, it's like, it's ridiculous to me. Things like that. You're like, but it's also you know, not but, yeah, funny. Like, right. it's ridiculous, but it is very frustrating. So, yeah, from my standpoint, like, I know people that did well off Top Shot, like my friend Caleb, Chris did, Michelle Vescuzzi. I mean, they have a huge following and a career now because people see the numbers. I know mm. those aren't as important, but they see the numbers like, oh, huge following, huge influence, blah, blah, blah. And that's awesome. And they were easily found. Um, nowadays, like, if you're like me, getting into the industry is really hard on that social front just because of the the shadow ban and the block stuff. and no exposure media whatsoever unless it's negative you know <laughs> yeah no true true yeah <laughs> you know i also I, I hate that that's a thing i also sometimes though i think um that there are uh there are a lot of people out there that use social media to, um to you know grow whatever and they're just not good shooters and you know they they they're getting like sponsor after sponsor and and, no really and it's like and you're like wow you you don't even one like a lot of the there there's certain people that like won't even shoot matches yeah um you know that's a that's a a really annoying to me though actually like when people won't go out there and just shoot or show the world how bad but like or just go and prove just be humble yep the uh, so the the tactical I guess we're going to talk about anything the, the tactical <laughs> shooting world is the worst and there there are dime a dozen all these dudes all these retired Navy SEALs Rangers special mission unit guys like dime a dozen they all man we did twenty years of war there's tens of thousands of us we've all done training and they all want to get out oh, look at the next best thing and you're like hey man there's a couple guys that uh, I used to work with. I'm like, hey man, you want to come shoot a match? No, nah, bro, I'm really busy. <laughs> no, you don't want to shoot a match because you're going to get insanely humble. Yeah. And you know, you think that like your little tap, like your little tactical shooting experience, were like, yeah, you know what? Like a lot of them train for a very specific job, um, you know, and, and to do a very specific thing which nobody else can do. But then they all want to use that experience to be like, oh, look at me, I'm the best pistol right. shooter, I'm the best rifle shooter. It's like. But you're not. Yeah. You're like you, you, you won't even touch like a mid-level shooter in a local match. Yeah. Um, but but none of them are humble enough to come, you know, learn, and then they want to tear apart people on like social media and right. all other stuff and and talk crap and um, you know, it's uh, so I I really Tony Cowden is a friend. I, I really like Tony Cowden and Tony's still in the military. You know, he's he has a huge social media. <coughs> influence and stuff and man he gets attacked all <coughs> all the time by tactical shooters and I'll tell you what like Tony's a Tony's a legit shooter and Tony has <coughs> I'll die. come to matches and, and uh I don't see that a lot with a lot of these guys but man they love to like attack Tony for for stuff he says and I'm like yeah but, but Tony can go back up maybe he may not be like the best top shooter out there but like Tony like if you want to, you can show up to a three gun match or USPSA, and like Tony will do very well. You know? Yeah. And uh, but man, there are a lot of tactical tibbies out there that just want to like destroy him. And it's it's super disappointing in the community because there's you know there's uh, 
there's not we don't like there's not a lot of sport for one another. You know, I think in like the competitive world, you know, like when we shoot like a three gun match, we're all like, oh, the kids did like an awesome job. It was so much fun. Like we support each other, right? But like outside of that, there's not. Oh, it's bad, especially behind a keyboard, a private profile. Those those are my favorite. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, I could go in a whole discussion on that all the time too, because that that's hard. It's hard to read and it's hard to look at and it's hard not to believe it sometimes but like again that's not i don't even know how to say it it's like because i i've read those comments before about anything like even the show i was on it's like oh my god these people took three hours to build a rifle it's like actually it took me like 35 40 minutes and i had to paint it but you didn't see that because it's tv but i don't need to go defend myself and talk about all these things right mm-hmm. um and they will never be on a show like that they will never probably get the opportunity and they have no idea what it would be like behind the camera as well because there's a lot of mistakes that get made after that um yep. Yep. but yeah no it's just it is what it is on on that stuff so the world's just a very negative place it's true. <laughs> true so be positive and smile <laughs> don't read the internet um and i'm a big fan of deleting stuff that is unhealthy to like look at or read or think about because it's just it's not okay remove it yeah i agree i i just stopped like i remember when i first i haven't been on social media too crazy long i remember when first a little bit trying to like get in somebody this is stupid <laughs> like if i don't like somebody either i don't follow them or i won't I yeah. Their yeah stuff and if i do i'm gonna hit the little like sign and i'm gonna comment you know to me i i uh i try you know i may not be the best but like the people i care about in the community i try to always support them you even if it's up. even if it's just like a great job man good match or you repost their like, stuff too like you put stuff on your video. story yeah like yeah. just it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything correct and like just supporting the people that are out there that you know you support and doing stuff is like oh yeah and putting i, mean, I don't think there. we do a good enough job I really don't. I don't think there's a there's enough um, supporting of like one another, and like we we can all like sit around at the end of a match, like you're talking about for the the shoot off. I mean, that was like the best time ever. We sit around the music playing, and we're having a great time. People are drinking and laughing and all stuff. But at the same time, we don't do a good job of like supporting each other. Like, hey man, you shot a great. I'll, I'll tell you this, like Bobby Wan, man, Bob Bobby, like really, I, I've always liked Bobby, and Bobby really impressed. So. Uh, it was me really in, in carry optics this last one was me and Bobby and Matt and I was never going to catch those guys after all the things but like when uh, when the three gun show posted like uh, top results yeah and everything like Bobby posted he's like hey just want to congrat you know give big congrats to my boy Hutch for fighting back and taking third place you know Bobby took second but like I know yeah, that's 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 speaks something of his character right because like Bobby was like hey look at me and it was like hey man like my boy who we're friends with like like fought really hard back from like two really catastrophic things to like get, yep. get here you know we I don't think we do that enough and you know we we like want to everybody wants to be like the, the best top the higher the more I get into it, like, I mean, again, I work and live and breathe this. So the more I get into it, it's like the more successful you, that you are, the more that you put yourself out there and are unafraid to do so, the more there's actual people that want you to fail and want you to do poorly and are looking and waiting for that, right? And they don't want to be supportive and or they're jealous or they don't get that opportunity to do that. And I don't, 
I don't understand that because that's not how I am. Like, I want everyone to be successful, to chase their dreams, to be happy. Like, and I want to support them. If you're going to be, I'll support you if you're actually doing something, right? But if you're just going to sit around and make excuses, then I'm not really there for it. But yeah, yeah. That's where I don't get how people can have that attitude. But again, that's the world that we live in. But yeah. 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 You were great. Like, the first match I've ever shot with you was the ball brawl. And like, you were like the, the squad mom. Like everybody, like it didn't matter, like who was shooting. You're like over there, and you're like clapping and taking pictures, and you're volunteering the film, and like it makes it. You know, to me, um, there's a group of us that always shoot together. It's myself, it's Dave Harris, it's Mitch Cox, and J.K. Oh, um, the four, and we, we have others in there, but the four of us always try to shoot together, and we do that because we have so much fun. Mm-hmm. J.K. owes and, us a match. He was supposed to be on our squad. I haven't yeah, shot him and Dave, and yeah. they at the last minute they got pulled the RO. Which but you saw you. how wonderful they were as ROs. Yeah. They're phenomenal. And, yeah. and they're, they're the most like humble, like cool people. But you know, we, we ended up having uh, uh, Mitch and. Uh, um, oh, God. He's going to oh hate that. I just forgot their name. Uh, I just saw him too at Shot Show. Shoots Bear. Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark Witt. Um, Witt. So sorry, much Mark. Yeah, sorry, Mark. <laughs> Uh, love Mark, but but what's what's fun is like I I have shot squads with the the quote unquote super squads yeah. um, before for a few matches and and I can't stand it I don't I don't like being where people are, are way too serious and and I get it right like people want to do the best but like the, I shoot better when I am shooting with people that I really enjoy and they're encouraging me and they're building me up and we're laughing and we're having like a good time and that's you know, like those guys are the ones I always go out of my way to shoot. To squat with. And, yeah. and I've shot, it's like, it's like, um, Keith Garcia, man, I, I've shot a few matches with Keith and Keith is that guy. Keith is the most like humble, like late. I mean, Keith is a freaking phenomenal shooter. You get yeah. in the squad with Keith and he's just the funnest guy to be around. He's super encouraging. He, uh-huh. you know, like whatever you need, he's going to be there for it. And I, and I love that, you know, those are the guys I want to shoot way more fun um, same with same with like joe for if you ever get a squatter joe joe's just phenomenal uh squad mate and you know like to me i shoot better when i shoot with guys like that yeah than when i when i don't when you shoot with people that take it too serious you know i've shot with i've shot with dudes i'm not gonna say any names but i've shot with dudes before that you get a five minute walkthrough and they are dominating the walkthrough yeah they're not letting you pass they're spending oh, yeah. three and a half minutes of their like everybody else's time like in the position that everybody wants to get to. Yep. And they're not sharing like stage plans and all that stuff. And it's I'm trying not to laugh, like, but there's people that I just pictured in my head. <laughs> like I know exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, all, we all know everybody's like, oh yeah. Or it's okay. like they're going to reset, but really they're going to rewalk their stage plan, even though they're 12 shooters yeah. deep. And I just yeah. want to re I'm like, bro, like this is a match. It's not a serious, yeah. no life or death. There's no money. Like you just I find there I'll tell you, I <laughs> I like to talk and I'm a big talker and I can't there's there's been a lot of times where I'll be talking to like a shooter or like an RO for like a long time and I'll like turn around and like the whole stage has been reset and I haven't done anything. I'm like, yeah. oh, I feel so bad. Like I didn't do anything. Like I do that all the time. And it's, I, I like feel so, so bad. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even help like reset the stage. Like, <laughs> you know, or even if like your gun breaks and like try to fix it. You know? Oh yeah. That's, 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 that's that, to me. You like, can't control that though. Like 
that's anxiety in and of itself. When you have to go fix something, yeah. you literally can't reset. You're like, I'm the piece of shit squad mate, but like, I really don't have a gun right now. I've been there. Yeah, and I've yeah. It, yeah. But. yeah. There was there was a couple times in the fall where I was like, <laughs> I feel bro. really really bad right now, but I was like, I have to fix my gun. We tried to give you several options too, but I understand that too because I got to the point in my life where it's like, I just really want to shoot mine, like mine, 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 mine. I paid all this money. I know my guns. I want to shoot mine. <laughs> like, yep. Like you can't, Ken. Like can't. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, battle like having you in the squad for Battle for the South. Hell yeah! Battle for the South is uh, I love Clint House, but that's also just the, the kind of the, the open terrain. But, but Griffin the, the way that Griffin grew, like you yeah. can kind of do everything. And uh, man, it's last, nice to have a change of venue. What's that? It's nice to have a change of venue too for Masters yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever shot at Griffin Group before? Yeah. Um, okay. 2019 2019 okay our favorite match yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it, yeah. Jay, jason yeah they, they definitely kill it out there and what's cool is like they they kind of have like free reign so they have a like, lot of options yeah like that's probably the most... a lot of options and yeah uh, it, it makes it fun and, and what's cool about the battle from the south is just the way it is and the time of year it's um it's two days, um, but it's like a really fun two days. Yeah. Like, yeah it's, I'm it's ready for it. Well, um, I know we've rambled a lot. So, Chris, I have two final questions, really. Um, okay. What piece of advice would you give to the people? We've already said a million times, but to people listening that should shoot, that want to shoot, have talked about shooting, what do they need to go do? Just do it. Do it. There we go. Just do it. <laughs> it's not do hard. It. <laughs> yeah, it, be humble and do it. Yep. That's um, that, that people, people that just people that are shooters or know how to somewhat shoot that don't want to do it, or people that are not humble. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you're gonna. It's a new adventure. Right? Yep, you got to be humble. And you know? how many people out there in our community would throw them gear, probably even ammo, even during now, to to have them shoot and remove excuses? Ninety percent of them. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I, I I have given my guns, mm -hmm. holsters, ammo. I have had guns handed to me. I've had like you name it. Like Same. it's yeah, it's no, no excuses. It's, the community is amazing. It is so. We really have a special community. You're not on social that much, but for those listening, how can people go follow you on the gram? What's your username? Uh, <laughs> Chris Hutch Hutch shooting. Hutch Dutch. Yeah. Hutch Dutch. Yeah. What? Hutch shooting. What do I want to know about the touch? Do I want to know, or just leave it? <laughs> just leave it. It was a <laughs> so funny story with that. A few years ago, I was shooting uh, like USPSA with PCC. I just got like a PCC. I was like, I want to shoot PCC, and we were shooting in and around this van at Sioux City, and I hide over like hide overboard, and I burned the van. And uh, shot it, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, they're giving me crap." And so I went over, and I, I always have a sharpie with me, and so I I signed it, Sign and, it. <laughs> and that I put like on like the whole I signed it, and I put to hutch touch, and then it just kind of like stuck. Like, I like that. Uh, RJ and all those guys kind of always that was kind of always the thing. I think I love that story. So <laughs> burn, burn it. Like, I guess they wanted to like sign it. I think it's still the van. Uh, if we ever shoot the brown van at Zoo City, it's still there. 
<laughs> I need photos, guys. We need to have that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah like the, the Hutch Touch. Or, uh, I know there's a bunch of stuff like off the Proving Grounds or Zoo City yeah. uh, Armory and all that stuff. So, yeah. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for chatting. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we probably talk for hours. That we could. We could keep doing it. We'll do another. We'll do a live episode-ish from the match or post the match and talk about that and talk about heavy totally. and like get a couple guys. Okay. Stay tuned guys. We're going to do that after <laughs> seriously battle for the South. We will get, we need to get Dave and or, or no, JK done. That would be a blast. Let's do that. Okay. So that's planned. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Bring in heavy back. Um, I will not be shooting it, but I'll be writing recovering <laughs> the slaughter. Um, but guys, thanks for tuning into the red club podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Stay tuned for the next one. And Chris, look forward to shooting three again with you this year. Can't wait. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, nice chatting. Talk soon. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gen Kenzie.